And this points to something I really, truly believe, that we already have everything we need to solve every problem we face. I think that we're actually much closer to a better world than we realize. It's simply about reimagining what we already have so that everything we do lines up with the kind of world we want to live in. Hi everyone, I'm Nathan Gardner and this is We Can Remake the World, a podcast about the people who are changing the world and how you can help. I want to share a conversation my partner Peter and I just had with a member of our family. We were talking with this family member, and she's lived in San Francisco for several decades, since the 1970s. She was telling us a story about a night she spent with friends, just hanging out, smoking various things. Again, this is San Francisco in the 70s. And she still remembers something one of her friends said while they were spending time together. It was really simple, but it stuck with her. She said he had spoken about how he wished everyone could walk around with a big neon sign on their heads that just had the words, keep going, you're doing fine. Not necessarily revolutionary, but a good reminder, right, for all of us. Our family member said she still remembers that night and that specific thing he said and that she still thinks about it sometimes, especially when she's having a bit of a rough day or she's doubting herself in some way or looking around at the world and wondering what she can do to make it better. Sometimes she'll just stop and say to herself, keep going, you're doing fine. Peter and I both decided to bring this mantra into our daily lives because we honestly could both use it right now. Whatever you're up to this week, whatever you're focused on today, keep going. You're doing fine. I was doing some research and reading up on an upcoming guest of ours, Matt Josiak. He's the founder and CEO of a nonprofit called Rethink Food in New York City. Rethink is doing amazing work to solve food insecurity from some really unique angles. As I was doing some research and preparing for my interview with Matt, I found a quote that he had given talking about how at Rethink, they focus on inventiveness rather than innovation, which to him is an important distinction. And in this quote, he describes how, to him, innovation implies building something new with unlimited resources, something from nothing. But inventiveness implies looking at what we have, looking at the resources in front of us, and thinking about them in new ways to make them better, to examine how we do what we do, and then decide if there's a better way to do it, and if there is, to find it and build it. This quote from Matt and this idea really struck me. I think there's so much truth in it. We're often so focused on what's new in the world, what's exciting, what's unprecedented, all the innovation in technology and in business, and I think sometimes we don't really look at what we already have very closely to decide if it's the best that it can be. We miss a lot of opportunity, I think, for that reason. We talk about throwaway culture when it comes to disposable products and clothes, but it almost feels to me like we have a throwaway culture of ideas and of creativity. 
It's like we're constantly moving so fast through all of our ideas and all of our innovations. So whatever isn't new and exciting anymore gets tossed aside in favor of what we've just made, even if what we've just created doesn't actually do anything to improve our world or improve our systems. What if we took a step back from this constant engine of innovation and instead of churning out new products and advancements constantly, we slowed down a little bit and took time and energy to be thoughtful and look closely at what we're making and how we're making it, to look at every system we have or to at least look closely at some major aspects of our society, how we live to determine if all of it is really reaching its potential, if it's really doing the greatest good that it can, if it's sustainable, if it's supporting the communities in which it operates. What if we really maximized everything we've created in the world by measuring it against how it impacts the health of people, the health of communities, the health of wildlife, and the health of the planet? And this points to something I really, truly believe that we already have everything we need to solve every problem we face. It's not about tearing our world apart and starting from scratch, burning everything to the ground because there's no way we can get to where we want to go from where we are. I think that we're actually much closer to a better world than we realize. It's simply about reimagining what we already have so that everything we do lines up with the kind of world we want to live in. Make adjustments to how we produce and distribute food. Rethink how we produce clothing and make sure that there's no waste in the system. These are just two really quick examples, but there's so much more. We've explored this idea on our show before, this idea that we have all we need to solve every problem out there. And I think the reason for that is so many of our guests show us that this is true. The guests that we have on our show are solving problems. They're giving us new ways to think about how we live, how we do everything in our systems so that they can support people better, support the planet better. A great example is Robert Lee, who was our first guest on this show and the founder of the nonprofit Rescuing Leftover Cuisine in New York City. Rescuing Leftover Cuisine takes all food waste from various sources, including restaurants and office catering, and brings it to community centers and homeless shelters so that nobody goes hungry. Robert said in the interview, there's no reason that anyone should not have enough to eat with all of the food excess and food waste that is rampant in the world. He said, and I'm quoting, food insecurity is not a production problem. It's a distribution problem. All we have to do is recognize that we actually have enough food to feed everyone on the planet and then make sure that it gets to the right places. It's as simple as that. We don't have to grow more food. We don't have to modify crops or genetically alter them to produce more yield. It's a simpler solution than that. We just need better systems to get the food to the people who need it. Another example along the lines of food insecurity came from Keegan Kuhn, co-director of the Netflix documentary Cowspiracy, who talked to us about the massive amount of grains and water that we put into raising animals for food consumption when we could be feeding millions and millions of people with those grains and that water. If we all ate less meat, we would free up massive amounts of resources and could share those with those in need. What's simpler than that? 
And this isn't just true with food. Every one of our guests have given us a new way to think about wherever they're focused so that we can see that change is possible. We heard from Anique Ireland, CEO of Immaculate Vegan, the online sustainable clothing platform, who was a recent guest, that if we rethink fashion, we can build better supply chains, which support animals, employees, consumers, and the planet, benefiting from better production practices across the board. Brands can find creative ways to source better materials. They can find ways to utilize their waste in their products. They can build more transparency around how they pay and treat their workers. And consumers can contribute to all of this simply by being vocal with brands about the fact that they want to see these values reflected in how these companies operate. Every day we have more and more examples of ethical and sustainable fashion. It's just a matter of supporting it where we see it, sharing it with others, and growing this idea that this change is possible so that it becomes the norm. I just think there's so much truth in this idea that Matt from Rethink Food highlighted. This idea that innovation is not as much what we need, it's inventiveness. It's looking at everything around us and finding ways to build our values into our systems, to just shift them, to pivot them in a new direction. Shifting our priorities away from profit and unlimited growth, which is frankly unreasonable, to focus on long-term stability and empowerment of communities. The goal of our show is to highlight businesses, nonprofits, and individuals who are showing us that there is no problem we cannot solve. We want you to see, to, to make it real, that every problem out there has a solution. And that's why we invite who we invite on our show. And we want you to know that you can be part of every solution that our guests are building. Our guests are solving major problems related to human rights, to sustainability, related to conservation and climate change, each in their own way. Everyone has their own piece of the puzzle. There's a huge amount of diversity when it comes to the approaches we can take to solve each problem. But together, people and organizations are transforming small pockets of the world all over the place and paving the way for more solutions like theirs to grow. To really boil this down, change is possible, and it doesn't have to be difficult. There's a simple process that we've observed from our guests, and it seems like everybody applies this in their own way. Step one, understand the problem. What's contributing to it? What's causing it? What is the need that's driving it? Step two, identify the solution. What will bring about the change that you're seeking? And step three, use creativity to build that solution. A great example of a company that has implemented this process is Final, formerly Final Straw. Their founder and CEO, Emma Rose Cohen, was one of our early guests. Final has prevented hundreds of millions of plastic items from entering our oceans and our waste systems in just a few years of operating. They started by identifying the problem, plastic waste. Then they identified the solution that made sense for them. Create attractive and fun, reusable products that people will want to use. And then they got creative to build the solution that they came up with. 
They started with fun and colorful, reusable straws, and they used a lot of humor in their marketing to get the word out there. People caught on to this idea and supported it, and it grew. And now they're creating reusable straws, reusable cutlery like forks and sporks, reusable wipes to cut down on paper waste, and several other products. They're all fun and interesting and creative and portable. There are now thousands of reusable products on the market. It's becoming mainstream to use reusable straws and more and more to use reusable cutlery, making disposable straws, forks, knives, coffee cups, bags, disposable paper towels, bowls, and more completely obsolete. We can do this with any problem we face with this simple process. Identify and understand the problem, imagine what the solution could be, Get creative and inventive and build that solution, and then grow it from there. Plastic waste feels big, and the more we know about how much plastic is in our oceans, it feels like it gets bigger. But we've made huge progress, just by rethinking what we already had. Simply by saying, we can do this better. We don't have to throw all of these pieces of plastic away. We can build solutions and then make them more and more common until it just becomes what we do and who we are. Living in a world that is as self-aware as ours is, is not easy. We're global and we're connected through technology, so we have exposure to way more about what's going on in our world than in any other period in our history. It can feel overwhelming to look out at the world and see how much needs to change. There's no doubt about that. But the most important thing to remember is that we always have the ability to transform pieces of this world into something better, and over time, that grows, and then the whole eventually shifts. We have the creativity to solve every problem, and none of it rests only on any one of our shoulders. It's a collective effort. Some of us build organizations, companies, or nonprofits. Some of us tell the stories of those organizations through podcasts like this one, or online media organizations, or hopefully soon shows on streaming services which are highlighting these kinds of stories. Some of us donate our time and money to causes we believe in. Some of us speak up on social media and within our communities to drive awareness. This transformation won't happen overnight. Nothing important ever does. But it starts with each of us believing as individuals that we have the ability to rethink and retool our world into something that lines up more with what we know is possible. If we didn't somehow know things could be better, we wouldn't complain so much about how things are, don't you think? I think the part of us that's saying this isn't how things have to be is an indicator that we know better, that we know that we're capable of more, that a better world is possible. Otherwise, we'd just accept the world as it is and make the most of it, right? Just kind of close our mouths and keep up and do our best to get through each day. But I think most people are far from content to do that. We want a better world for ourselves, for our families, for the next generation. And the only thing that's truly stopping us from building that better world is that choice we have to believe that we can. We all have inventiveness within us, and we see it in examples of creative people who are transforming the world all around us. We all have the ability to connect with each other and be part of a new way of thinking, a new way of designing our world. 
a new way of doing business, a new way of producing products, a new way of employing people, a new way of running governments, a, a new way of behaving as consumers. What comes next after each of us recognizing the inventiveness that we have is each of us choosing to take whatever action we feel inspired to, whatever feels right, joining movements that speak to us, creating conversations that matter, founding or building organizations that we have passion for, participating actively in making this world into what we know it could be. And once we start, we just keep going. We just keep connecting with more like-minded people until, again, that tide turns and the mainstream suddenly looks very different. We have homework for you today. Each episode, we explore a challenge for our listeners based on the conversation that we've had or the topics we've explored. Today, your challenge is to sit around, whether that's somewhere outside, under your favorite tree or in your favorite park, or sit around at home with a notebook and some pens or colored pencils or, or whatever will make this enjoyable for you. Sit around and imagine a better world, whatever that means to you. Make it real for yourself, this version of our planet. Do you want people to receive better pay for their work around the world, regardless of their gender or location or industry? What would help make that a reality? Jot it down based on what you know now. You don't have to do a bunch of research. Just use your own intuition, pull on your own knowledge, and see what you come up with. Do you want to see an end to homelessness? What would make that possible, at least in some small way? What is a small step in the right direction, and how can you be part of it? You know, I actually just this morning listened to the Jay Shetty podcast, and his guest was Dr. Jane Goodall, and she talked about something like this, this idea that everyone's going to have passion for something different. It's not about all of us rallying around the same cause or the same idea. It's about each of us finding what really resonates with us, what we really care about, and then doing what we can with what we're focused on. Dr. Goodall talked about the children's program she's building around the world called Roots and Shoots, and she said, you know, I think it's so effective because we don't tell the kids what to get passionate about. We don't tell them what to care about. We let them discover it for themselves. Some of them focus on animals. Some of them focus on the environment. Some of them focus on people. For each of us, it's going to be different. So again, your challenge for today's episode is to just carve out some you time to think about some part of the world that you wish was better, and then brainstorm and illustrate some ideas around what could contribute to the solution, and then decide what you want your contribution to that solution to be. Go ahead and think of a couple right now off the top of your head that you know you already care about. Maybe one or two. We'll wait a moment. For me, the two things that always pop into my head first are manatees and the redwood trees. If you don't know anything about manatees, they are an amazing animal, and you should absolutely go look them up. They're basically living symbols of how to enjoy life and how to be peaceful. And the redwoods in Northern California, it's my favorite place on earth. I would do anything to protect those trees. What were the one or two things that came up for you? And it's okay if you didn't think of anything right away. Take some time and find your passion. Now that you've imagined what you could do to make this a better world, you're part of the conversation. So what will you do about it? Go start and grow conversations that matter to you. 
Support businesses and nonprofits that you know of or find some that you resonate with who are doing work that you believe in and do everything you can to grow their mission. And remember that every day is an opportunity to be part of inventing a new version of everything we see around us for the better. Thanks so much for being here, as always. Join us in two weeks for our conversation with Matt Josiak of Rethink Food to learn more about this idea of inventiveness versus innovation and to learn more about how Matt and the Rethink Food team are partnering with some of the world's top chefs to solve hunger in urban areas around the United States. Matt believes there is absolutely no reason that we cannot solve food insecurity for good if we just keep tinkering with our food systems, finding creative solutions, and then building them until hunger becomes a thing of the past. Have a great couple weeks, and until then, be well. Be well.